Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the 52nd episode of According to Allen. I am your host, Alan Muskowski. We are live at the local 219 studios. I am joined by a very special roundtable, a comedic roundtable this week. We have our Laugh Local Showcase uh, coming up Friday at Crown Brewing um, that is sold out, and uh, we have the comedians that are going to be on there, at least three out of the 500 that Shannon booked for some reason. festival. <laughs> 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 so bring your sleeping bags if you don't if you didn't already because you're gonna be there all weekend. It's like it's like a three-day fest. Yeah, we're doing a camp out. I think. <laughs> Good. I think uh, Shannon, you said you're bringing the acid, right? Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. I got it. Uh, Keegan, uh, Damron, you are here. Yep. You are one what's of the comedians. On, Say what's up. And then we got K. Francis Norris. That's me. The man. Yeah. Wearing what is that? Is that a Hobart 1984 uh, yeah, alumni jacket it's there? A, a Hobart 84 Letterman jacket. Yeah. So a lot, that guy was in cross country. That's a big uh, deal. Yeah, I think there was yeah, more whoever, cross country stuff on there. I took it off. Whoever's really? yeah. jacket that was. Yeah. I didn't realize you were that old. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but at the bar, if I had this on, a lot of old people will come up to me and be like, "Oh, you graduated in '84. I went to Portage in '85. You know, so and so." And I'd be like, "Yeah, we're the same age." Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's us. Yep. My, my question is, why take off some of the stuff? Because he still wants country. it to look like Yeah, you want to, you're going to get a cool jacket and have a cross-country stuff. It's like having soccer patches on it, you know? It doesn't really, <laughs> you yeah. know, water polo team or something. It might be tough. I don't Dude, know. if you had a water tough. polo patch on there, I'd keep it. We don't even have a hockey team at school, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think in this area, does anybody have a hockey team? Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah, Lake Central does. He can play hockey. Yeah, I play hockey. Really? Yeah, I was playing hockey this morning. Sounds recreational. Yes, very. <laughs> yes, very. Something about that look of you just, it seems like it might oh. be recreational. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, something Competing like for the cup this year, it's huh? No JV golf. <laughs> yeah, and this, I was, that's a good that's a good segue, Shannon. Uh, we've got a former Crown Point JV golf player here, oh, yeah. oh, Shannon oh, Rostin. And uh, never made it to varsity. Never. <laughs> Still, so you don't play at all anymore, right? No, I maybe once a year we'll go to like a driving range. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we have to do that as a team because I'd love to see you swing a club. Oh, That'd yeah. be fun. That'd be fun. So you are hosting Laugh Local yes. for the second time. Mm. How is that coming along? <laughs> my host set. <laughs> what would you What'd you say? I said my host set. How's that? Coming no, along? how's just the whole thing coming along? Great. We're even bigger somehow this time. I love that we changed venues. I think it gives us a lot more opportunity <laughs> in a different venue. Really? Yeah. So is that the, the political side, or are you just is that real for you? Is that what you really feel? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's talking about previously when we did it here. Yeah. 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 Oh, she's, you're happy to change it from here? Sure. Yeah. I liked it here. It Actually, I'm not gonna lie. Like the setup that we had the last time. The vibe? Was, yeah, yeah, it was really like cool. I liked doing the show. Okay, but I didn't like carrying 50 chairs up the stage. That sucked. That sucked. We're going to Crown Down now. <laughs> well, those chairs were from the Lake County Fairgrounds, and so like her grandpa had to deliver Shut those chairs house. last time. Really? Yeah, Shut and up. it took like three days to set that up. And so, like, our office shut down for the week, and so we were trying to figure out a way to do it. And unfortunately, when you do like get out of this, you've got to like think about the, all the other components. You guys, oh, yeah. you guys host comedy shows. You know how right, it is. Right. You know, um, it's just a the liability for being doing it here sucks because if someone dives down those stairs, oh, that yeah. blows, dude, and that's a fall. Yeah. That's yeah. a mountain. Yeah. You know. So uh, getting it out of that was nice, and then like the BYOB thing was cool. Come I mean, on, I, beer. Yeah, yeah. I thought the chairs were nice because it forced people to stay in their seats and not really get up and shuffle around a lot. Yeah, does yeah. that happen a lot? Oh, it does. Yeah, in <laughs> bars, which we'll see what happens with it being in a brewery because sometimes you get people that are just used to like the normal activity in a bar. 
Oh no, we're upstairs. Oh, this so, is the side yeah, because cool. I did think about yeah. that. Right. So it but should yeah, be a similar setup. Up with it last yeah. time. Oh, cool. And like with how intimate it was and like how the room was and stuff, it I think that helped with that. Yeah, I'm actually crowd. I'm actually trying to like get away from doing shows in bars because of that reason. Like I've like uh, obviously this show like I had talked to Shannon and she was like yeah it's in a separate room or whatever but like there's a lot of times where you do shows in a bar and then the bar doesn't want to stop doing obviously like running the bar normally so you have the entire you have like the entire bar area just talking being loud and they don't know what show's going on right and then I did a I did a show not too long ago where there was even a pool room that was attached to the showroom. And they did nothing to stop people from playing pool the whole time we were on stage. So it was just the most absolute distracting thing. It turned like halfway through my set, I just looked up. I was like, "Who's winning?" Like just like talking to the guys in the back, because it was just like, "Okay, you have know." You tried? Uh, have you tried maybe being funny? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I tried it, but like I haven't had that problem in like two years. <laughs> well, you know what I like about you, Kyle, is that you don't you do that where when most people would go for the big laugh, like you don't. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Wear this them guy out, right man. here. What's that? You gotta wear them out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ideally, this should be a similar setup to last time, except for uh, we were able to fit like 75, maybe more. I think we ended up having 68 here. This is going to be 66. Nice. So it should be similar, and it's a little bit more of a quaint like space. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit interesting. And I don't know about the beer sales because there's not going to be like servers walking around either. So people are, well, might be getting up and going to the bar. No, oh, that's, yeah. that's fine. But there's a bar up there. So yeah. it's not like they're leaving, going downstairs. Right, but it's just in that hallway, right? Yeah, and you just don't know what to expect until you do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know how Plus it is. Plus, with it being a side room, I guess you guys have more control over just kind of the atmosphere and how you want to set things up and stuff. Right? Yeah. So it's not like people yeah. are eating dinner and then we bombard right. them with a right. show. Yeah, yeah. Right. Because it's like, I feel the same way like when I go into a bar with friends. The last thing I want to do is walk into a shitty cover band. Oh, yeah. Or karaoke guys. Karaoke. It's you, like the worst. You guys, people feel the same way about the comedy shows a lot of times. I'm sure. You're doing them oh, at the yeah. bars. I'm guys sure. Don't watch the game and Keegan's talking about his little dick or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's what I do. It's what Just I do. Just a daily routine for you. Almost professionally. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, I'm, I'm kind of a little fascinated by the uh, idea of, of the comedy scene in this area because, like, like, musically, I didn't realize how big of a scene there was until we started diving into it because we joke about it, but I thought, like, every time I walked into a bar, it was, like, always just cover bands i didn't realize there's people actually trying to make a run at this and i kind of feel the same way about comedy shows mm-hmm. I, I hear people like doing benefit shows and stuff and then it'd be like i don't want to call out any in particular because I don't, it's not that kind of a gig right now but right, right. Uh, but um, it's like it's a hundred it's like fifty dollars it's a donation and then there's like four comedians up there no one's ever really heard of them um and there's a room of like 150 people and that's like the only scene i knew and i'd never been to it yeah. Right. So what kind of scene is there and, and are, what do you guys do in, in general to kind of maybe progress it? Um, I mean, right now, I mean, it, it kind of all stems out of uh, Dee's Performance Comedy Theater in Gary. I think it's 500 South Lake Street. Um, that's every Wednesday night they have an open mic and every every area comedian like that that is really worth their metal has co- has come through those doors and, and been on stage. Like, there's people coming out from Chicago just to come to the open mic on Wednesdays, but then there's always, like, the first Friday show. What is it? First Friday show, then they have a, uh... Isn't there another one that they do out of their monthly? You're talking about the weed smoking show? No, 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 you're trying to make me say <laughs> I'm not talking about the weed smoking show, but... that one's at an undisclosed location. <laughs> that is an undisclosed <laughs> location, and definitely not at the address that I just gave out. <laughs> like... <laughs> like uh, but yeah, they, be a they, got month, they got monthly shows there. 
D's don't. Yeah, they have a bunch of. Really so where good. is D's? Where is this place? I know you're just giving me an address, but it's not a human Google map. I have yeah. no idea what that means. Like, um, where is it located? I know where Miller Pizza is. Yes. Right by the train tracks. There. So you got 18th Street Miller Pizza. Yeah, and then uh, just down that street a little more, it starts to like kink. It's like a little curve. It's right there. Cool. Right the corner, yeah. Awesome. And how much? What's the capacity of that? Uh, what? I mean, I don't think they actually have. <laughs> I don't think they know what their capacity is. Like, they just pack uh, people in there as many as they can. Yeah, we fed 100 people in there. At least. Awesome. Yeah, you know, it, it's a, a good room. It, it feels full with 30, and it definitely feels full with, you know, 60, 100. Yeah. So it's just it like people on people at that yeah. point. That's oh, yeah. awesome. But in a good way, yeah. And yeah. then that's, yeah, and every, like I said, all the comedians that go in there, too, it's, you know, it's a really. Um, what is that like supportive atmosphere like everybody nobody in there is like trying to be shitty with anybody except for Kyle uh, everybody, yeah, yeah, everybody's really nice except for Kyle. So why such a dick, Kyle? Uh, they need it. It's too huggy. Yeah, okay. yeah. Too yeah. Happy we get a little too close. Oh yeah, you can cuss. Okay. Uh, cool. Uh, <laughs> Come on. Yeah, everybody's too happy over there. That's yeah. what it is. And, and it's so all, someone it's needs to bring him down. Look, it's fun, but if everybody's over supportive, then nobody gets better because everybody thinks. Right. They're doing good. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes you need a guy to tell everybody they're doing bad. <laughs> you're never going to get a good game from Kyle. <laughs> and I do it to myself, too, right? They know that. Oh, yeah. I think you guys respect me for it at this Uh-oh, point. So you're just beating yourself up in the back room? Yeah. Here he comes. Okay. But uh, then, actually, and then I host uh, open mics, uh, an open mic once a month uh, in Griffith uh, at Sci Fi Donuts. Um, Huge yes. turnout at the Sci-Fi no, Donuts. Not really. No, we're still, we're still, we're still working on like getting that one, you know, like kind of pushed out there. A lot of the comedians to come out and work it into their schedule, especially because it's only a monthly mic right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's obviously not in the rotation for a lot of people, but you do get, you know, you catch, we catch comedians all the time coming through there. But I also use it as a way to like, in the same way that they do it at D's, where you, you know, there's new people that come in there a lot. Like I've had like three or four people try comedy for the first time at that open mic and Perfect. Like just trying to be supportive and you know help them out to get better well being considered the veterans of this area when it comes to comedian comedy yeah. at this point <laughs> how do you what do you do to kind of i don't know prop up young people or people i guess of all ages who are trying to do it for the first time talk down to them yep <laughs> just make them feel like total <laughs> tell them what's what yeah. put them in their place make sure they know what's going on here <laughs> Uh, yeah, that and yeah. Well, you gotta always, you gotta make sure that they understand that you're not gonna be funny. Like you're, because like, I mean that's that's the misconception that I think a lot of people have that you know you just get on stage and you're funny. Like they just say go and then you go, but that's not how it works. Like uh, you know, there's hours, there there's time put into writing material. You know, um, just mastering that. Like you could have a joke, but it's not even finished until you've performed it upwards of fifty times. You know what I mean? So it's like there's all and then it's making those 50 times happen. So it's like trying to make a kid understand or somebody who's starting understand like you're going to get on stage and eat shit for the first two years. Like I'm still eating shit. I'd say like like 10. Yeah, right. (laughs) I'm still eating shit as well. Yeah, right. So how do you know when you're eating shit live? (laughs) Is that like a true test? Like do you know exactly when that moment is? Because you could do well and know that you're eating shit. Like I could do my joke wrong. I know how the jokes are supposed to go. The crowd doesn't know how the jokes are supposed to go. So the crowd can be like, oh, this guy's funny, but I could be the whole time like, man, I'm doing these jokes all fucking wrong. 
But if they're thinking it's funny, then it's like, okay, now I have to take those jokes back to the drawing board and figure out why did yeah, this maybe stuff... you're that, doing them wrong. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'm doing them wrong in the first place. Maybe I need to work, rework this stuff. But that's, it's like, your act is constantly evolving that way. You know, I mean, you're just constantly taking in the, the feedback that you're getting for doing it. So it's like, what is it? It's, you can do it all the time, but or you can write all the time, but you don't know how good it is until you've brought it out in front of people. Cool. And in front of different crowds. Shannon, yeah. who wants to jump in on that? You, you've uh, you've shit your pants, but I'm talking about eating yeah, shit on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Never on stage. <laughs> As an opener or a closer? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how bold you are. <laughs> Surprise him with it. The last time she was on here, she told us she told us a story about her shitting her pants in the SATs, and it's a classic. And it, that that podcast at this point is one of the top five podcasts we've ever had. So people shared that one. Oh, that's There's not a awesome. video that's right now. You can't see the Thank look on God. her face. <laughs> you're retelling Thank the God. Story. <laughs> did you share the uh, the link to that podcast on your Facebook to people? Oh yeah, you... I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Yeah, balls. She's like, no, everybody already knew about it. It was posted everywhere even before I told the story. That's actually a really good example of like not being funny when you first start. Because when I first started, I talked about that on stage. And I felt like I had to like tell shit joke, literal shit jokes to be funny. Because that's what everyone's going to laugh at a shit joke. So, sure. Like, and then I think I like got a little more like evolved in comedy, and then I was like, oh, that's not that funny. We're still telling shit jokes. Mm-hmm. No. All day. <laughs> <laughs> All day. <laughs> so when do you surpass the shit joke? Is there taboo subjects that seem too easy? You don't. As long as you're shitting, shit jokes are good. (laughs) Are there taboo topics that you just don't you want to avoid because it's too easy? Mm, Too easy? Too easy to get a laugh out of? Like I know Shannon, you've got a couple things when it comes to race and sexuality that you try to avoid because you think it might be what too easy? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't make jokes about the. I haven't. I don't know if I ever have. I never made jokes about, like, the election, because that's, like, everyone had their hot take on the 2016 election. It was, like, we didn't need one more right. hot take on that election. You know, just... right, when the right, the right guy wins and everything, and, it... <laughs> and a bunch of people. Oh, my God. Oh, the last election. My bad. I thought, the... I thought you were talking about the 2004. I was six. What are you? <laughs> I don't know, Keegan. I was literally like four in the last election, so. <laughs> so nothing taboo. Everything's off. No, nothing's off limits for anybody. Um, no, I don't think so. I don't think I have anything that I don't really mm-hmm. want to talk about. I don't make fun of fat people. Like I really don't. Like I just don't like making a fun hero. Of, yeah, I don't like making fun of fat people. But that's just that's cool just cool calling fat though. Cool yeah, technology no, yeah. <laughs> that exists. Yeah, yeah, no. There's definitely some fat talks out there, but. <laughs> I'd be so rude to they bring them to up. change their fucking life. Right. God forbid. Like, you know, I'm not making fun of them. Class nothing. at King. Yeah, totally. Very nice guy. But if you're gay, watch out. You're yeah, coming oh, right yeah, no, at him. I'm coming after you. <laughs> I'm coming after you. No, uh, but that's about it. That's like, I think the only thing. But I think it's just because it's like, I don't know. You can make fun of Whatever. Never mind. <laughs> nothing okay. off limits, basically. Yeah. yeah. Did you want to say something? You're leaning like in there. I'm not about relationships. I'm not going to tell you about a relationship. Or like, uh, unless it's made up, mm-hmm. you know. I don't want to tell the truth at all on stage very much. Oh, That's see, I do the exact opposite. Really? I'm right. a big fan of that. Just a big fan of just lying a lot. <laughs> is that in general? <laughs> or is that uh, just no, for the stage? mostly on stage. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are wearing a Hobart 84 jacket right, right. now as if the, you went to the school. I did go to the school. <laughs> I did go to the <laughs> did go to Hobart. Yeah. Just yeah. Not yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so did the guy that I stole this jacket from. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so I, 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 that just threw me off right there. What were we going to talk about next? I don't know. This Anything video, you by add? the way, is so distracting. Is, right. I keep Which being like, that? damn, we're good at video. Like, instead of like. <laughs> Which one is that? Oh, this is the devil's trumpet one. Yeah. I'm just any video, honestly. I'm just just watching these. Good. Well, that's people the whole point is to distract people. <laughs> what is this? A, a beer festival? It's a video? beer fest. Yeah. That's about the, every single one of these is going to be I at a beer feel fest. Hairless and thin. <laughs> this video. I'm so sorry, I got distracted. All right. Yeah. yeah Back in it. So um, out of so out of the out of the all the experiences you guys have had performing, I would like to, I'd be interested in hearing your worst situation. <laughs> I don't know what makes me want to go to the worst ones because best ones are kind of boring. Ask what was your worst bomb? From the crowd's yeah. point of view or from my point of view? From your Man. point of view to where you just wanted to like just huddle in a corner mm. and cry. Keegan, you look like you've got I, a lot of those. I, I feel like have, Keegan go last. He's got a lot of <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have quite a few stories. <laughs> I, have quite a few stories. <laughs> I have quite a few stories. I'm really not. Um, uh, yeah, dude. I uh, recently I, I did a show in Fort Wayne. Um, I was opening for a roast battle. I was host. I was uh, not hosting. Uh, uh, judging the roast battle. So what they did was all the judges did like ten minutes before the roast battle starts. Here's the thing: when you have a roast battle crowd, they're there to watch people tear each other apart, right? So when I go up to just do ten minutes, the last thing they want to hear from is anything I have to say. They want to hear these people. So. I go on stage, I do jokes that kind of involve talking a bit and listening, and it's a bar full of idiots, so it was like, nah, that's not going to happen tonight. And in the middle of my set, I didn't hear it. Like, I heard the lady say something, but I didn't hear what she said. But the whole crowd started laughing, but it was at, like, this exact point where I made a punchline, right? Apparently, she yelled out, you suck, <laughs> in the middle of a crowd, in, like, the, in the middle of a quiet room. I didn't even hear it, so I just kept going. I get off stage, and some of the comedians are like, man, you know, you really pushed through when that lady said you suck. <laughs> and I was like, I, uh, yeah, totally. That's what I, that's, I pushed through. I had no idea that that's what she said. So then I'm in the car on the drive home with one of my buddies from Fort Wayne, and he was like, yeah, that lady totally just hated you that whole fucking time. And she was trying to turn everyone around her against you while you were on stage. I was like, oh, cool. The mentality of that person in the crowd, I, I just don't understand. Does anybody? I mean, you know. What breaks that out of somebody? Right. Uh, well, I think it's like, <laughs> so like a pure a hatred for you at that there's, point. There's like the whole. I get it on a personal level, but I mean, yeah, I don't no. Know if she you. knew me, she would hate me. I it's a two it, drink but... minimum that brings it out, by the way. <laughs> is it? Right. But I think it's, you know, it goes, to, it goes back to the whole idea of why everybody is afraid of public speaking. Right, is it's like we're biologically not programmed to speak to large groups. We're supposed to cooperate in large groups, not speak to them. Right, so when you're in front of a large group, uh, like biologically or evolutionarily, they think that like it's an adaptation that we're afraid of being in groups be or in front of large groups because if you were like when we evolved into what we are, when if you were in front of a large group, they were basically ostracizing you. So to speak to a large group like speaks to something in our DNA that's like no, don't do that. That's why everybody, well, most people get like just shaky in front of public speaking situations. Sure. At least that's the theory. I think it's bullshit. But <laughs> <laughs> very uh, insightful. I think yeah, that was deep, something. dude. That was deep. Yeah. I he think was it's just bullshit. bombing. Yeah. Come on. I think it's bullshit. Yeah, wake but... me up when it's my turn, buddy. Yeah. yeah no <laughs> so back to bombing. <laughs> what an eloquent way to say you bombed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, go for it. Man. Uh, probably my worst show was I did one at the Genesis Convention Center oh, awesome. in Gary. Okay. Uh, it was a crowd of like 
200 old black people, like old, old black people that paid probably like $20, $25 to go. Specific audience and one you probably don't perform in, in, all, um, in front of all the time. I do, not all the time, but that time I was a lot. But not, <laughs> not specifically like an older crowd. I knew what to expect. The older, older black crowds hate me. Hate me. I'm smug. I'll put on like a suit. I'll kind of play the role. I'll put on khakis and like a blue jacket and go be a prick. Um, a lot of the, the older black people do not like that, you know, which is funny to me, but depending on the ratio of them in the crowd, not always the best for the show, you know? Sure. Uh, I you call them them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about a very specific part. Old black people, Keegan. The old ones. The old ones. That's going to be an they still yeah, look. Yeah, no yeah, way. That's there's no editing here. They still look young, Keegan. Oh there's God. no way to know. All of the opinions expressed are those of Kyle Norris. <laughs> anyway, I love doing a room like that. This is great. Uh, I took the show, of course, because like I thought it would be fun and interesting and might go off the the rails a little bit. Um, got there, packed room. Uh, only white person in there. Probably the which is an advantage. Thing. Which is an advantage. If you're somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for a nice guy like you, Alan. Nice guy like you. But I put a suit on. I came looking like I was hosting a late night show. <laughs> and uh, the second I went up there, people just did not even like me. I mean, just looking at me before I even started like saying any messed up jokes or anything. Just from the jump, this table, old ladies in the front, which is, don't quit your day job, and yelling all this stuff. And the lights in the crowd were on, and the lights on the stage were not really. So, like, I could see the whole crowd, and they could kind of see me. They could see me, you know, but there's no, like, spotlight on me. There's nothing. So everybody's just, like, talking amongst themselves. And all I could really hear is, like, the roars in different directions of the crowd. Like, half the crowd would be on these people's side. And half the crowd was like enjoying watching how tough it was gonna be for me to be up there, you know? Oh my god. Like one guy in the back of the room is laughing at everything. And now these people at the front are yelling. I just keep telling the jokes and they're yelling and other people are yelling. The guy's giving me the light, trying to get me off the stage <laughs> like three minutes in. And I'm like, well, what are you doing this? I mean, I guess you could be professional, probably get off the yes, stage, right? Leave. Uh, right? Run, I don't know. Yeah. I. I decided I didn't want them to think that they like, ran me off the stage. But they right. tried to. <laughs> well, the host did, but he didn't get. It. I'm like, I got this. It'll be fine, you know. Uh, so then one old lady came up to the stage and she was like, "Bye," and she like <laughs> waved at me. And I said, "All right, see you later, bitch." And the whole room just like, "Oh no!" Ooh, like you can feel the air like get sucked out of it. Oh. And then like half the people started going nuts and the other half the people like started yelling and then it came the running I, I got I, I, look I kept doing this I was get the crowd back I would be like oh no, no listen to this. and I'd get the crowd back and then I'd pull the rug out from under them again with something I would, it was just a so nightmare. you leaned into it oh yeah oh, it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was ridiculous there's no not leaning into it with this guy <laughs> and uh by the end of it, they finally, now like the guy that was giving me the light was on the side of the stage at this point. Now he's on the stage and he's trying to get the mic. And this is like a big guy. This is like a 260 pound <laughs> guy. <laughs> and he's like trying to get the mic from me. Like, all right, one more joke, one more joke, whatever. And like midway through that, they cut the music on. And then for like the next 10 minutes, it was like anarchy. And they couldn't get the show back under control. People are up <laughs> yelling. Gangbangers are yelling at, at this table of these ladies and the guy that's with them. 
and like the host is trying to throw me under the bus. It's like, what are you trying to ha- like? What What do you think is gonna happen here if you keep like throw trying to get the crowd like more mad at me? Damn, dude. It was wrong. I got a police they, gave, they gave me a police escort. I didn't ask for oh it. I didn't want God. one. I sat around. I didn't want to think that they ran me out. So I just sat around. I got off the stage and I went and I sat and had my drink and sat there and just watched all these people like dude. arguing and fighting over it. And then eventually the cops are like, yeah, we're going to have to like give you an escort to the car. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and it did, was great. It was, it was way better than if the show just went okay. So how was it the next week? Awesome. Everything <laughs> for real, it was big. So many people in Gary now, like, we'll be at a comedy show or something. People know me because of that, because they heard about that. Or no because they way. were there. They've heard, like, people that were there. Did you video it? Uh, I got a video of it. Oh, <laughs> dude, can we release that? Can we release that? It's so bad. Can we please it's release so that? Bad. I'm so bad. <laughs> I want to watch this. Lucky for you, we did research before this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's hard Jesus. to watch. That's a good bomb story. I don't think I'd ever watch that video with somebody that wasn't a comic. I want to watch it so bad. I like, need I think, so badly. Like, you guys, you got to come over after but... this so we can watch this video. <laughs> That sounds awesome. Hopefully, you have it in your phone or something. Uh, I've got it hidden on YouTube, I think. Oh, my oh it is God. on YouTube. It's on YouTube. But it's got a nugget. The hunt is on, everyone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shannon, what's I your. I wish I had my YouTube game up. I used that as an opportunity to plug my YouTube channel. Damn right. it. Next time. Yeah. Next time. Have me back in eight years when somebody else is doing it for me. <laughs> check out Keegan check out and Do you remember where you came from, yeah, dude? Right. Shannon, so yeah, what was, your, was it your. Was it, was it uh, Forefathers? <laughs> We went to a comedy show. Was awful. We had a guy, a Robert Rolf Fredersen. You know that guy? Uh-huh. He's a local musician. He was playing at Forefathers, and he met Shannon that day and realized that she was a comedian. So she was like, he was like, hey, I'll, I'm playing. I'll introduce you. Come up and do a set. And uh, she did it, and she could, no one could hear anything she the was saying. The mic wasn't on, or there wasn't audio. He like, gave me a mic, like, I think, for decoration. Because <laughs> like, what else would I do with my hands? Uh, either, I don't know. It wasn't plugged on, but I was like screaming into the voids. Nice. Yeah. And it was just he was at the bottom going, like, "No one can hear stop you. Stop this. Stop, this. stop talking." <laughs> and I was like, like no one was laughing, and I was like, "Wow, I've gotten really rusty." Right. <laughs> no, it's just literally no one could hear you, and no one was not going to stop talking. It was brutal. So, but other than that, <laughs> have you learned to not say yes when people are like, "Hey, I'm doing it. Like do you want to do this of. benefit and show up and do comedy about my kid dying or whatever?" You oh. say no now. Yeah. yeah, I've never. Yeah, no. Yeah, I did one. Uh, my guy's house burned down. Ooh. Yeah, and I told a bunch of jokes about his house burning down. <laughs> I don't get that because like the worst thing in the world's happened to him, and they're like, "Well, let's have Kyle tell some jokes." Like, yeah, how's well, that they helping? No, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like a good yeah, idea at the you time. Want to throw a show of research who you're booking. <laughs> send him a 20 minute video. Have him send Jeff you a 20 minute video. <laughs> Terrible. Shannon, oh. is there is there a bomb story? Um, well, when I was working at a comedy club, um, I was in a contest. And I was like really hyping myself up for this contest, and then a group, a table of four women in like velour jumpsuits, got into a fight during my set. That's awesome. And so they were like screaming. I think drinks were thrown. Like security was coming, and like well, we didn't have. To, it was like my manager was like, please stop. Um, but they were like screaming at each other over my set. So it was another situation where it was just like no one could hear me. This is a pattern. Um, no one could hear me. I felt I was like I and I was kind of new I was like maybe a year in and so I was like okay do I yell louder and I was like I'm gonna yell louder so I was like screaming my set 
and like no one could hear me and the judges were just like we didn't even hear we don't know so i was like not in that damn another time was a bar show and it was going so poorly like everyone was drunk um, a guy came on stage and hugged me, and no one stopped him. And oh. I was, like, 19. I shouldn't have been in the bar, but um, I was, like, 19, maybe. And this, like, drunk man. Game. Yeah. Just sidekick Now I have, like, a stage. bouncer at the edge of the stage every time. <laughs> Did you say someone puked on the stage once? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> has, no. has anybody seen a comic completely melt down? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Is that a fear that happens for comedians that it could happen to you? Or I've is honestly it just... been waiting for it to happen to me. Oh. Like, I'm just, like, I'm like, every time I get on stage and I don't melt down, I'm like, well, it wasn't today. But, like, <laughs> but I'm waiting for that day because it's coming. It's coming. And it's going to be a, it's going to go viral. I know. What's but... a great meltdown? My personal favorite comic meltdown is either, um, it's a joke or, uh, like, you know, when no one laughs because it's not funny. And they're like, it's a joke. <laughs> like, that's the worst. Or um, when they start, like, fucking with the crowd. Not fucking with the crowd, but, like, blaming the crowd because they're oh, not yeah. funny. They're oh, like, yeah. this is a tough crowd. And it's like, no, no one else had a problem. So <laughs> I like Michael Richards a lot. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, End of his career. Bill, yeah, Burr's, right. Bill Burr's meltdown in front of Philadelphia. That's a great that, one. That That's a great one. one where he just rips them to pieces. Every sports team Dude, ever. That, that is the funniest thing I've ever seen. He apparently goes on stage that. after like a six-hour comedy festival had already gone down, and oh, he was shit. like supposed to do uh, like 10 minutes or 15 minutes. He goes on, and like his first joke, the crowd just does not want anything to do with him and starts booing him. This is like before he blew up, like real big. Oh, I was like, big. is this recent? Uh, no, I think what, no. it was like 2010, yeah. 2009, something like that. And then he, after he realizes that they don't want him on stage and they're trying to get him to come off stage, he's like, fuck that. I'm using every single minute I have, and I'm going to rip this crowd to pieces for the next 10 minutes. And he tells them the whole time, like, we have nine minutes left. <laughs> Fuck you! Like yeah. the Eagles are trash. Like it's the just whole thing. Well, I guess they were mean. The whole the crowd was mean to everybody all night. Yeah, yeah. They were mean to like all the comedians everybody. leading Jesus. up to him. So he was like, "Fuck you!" And that is one of the best video. Like I listen to it still. Yeah, just he, to laugh at it. Hearing Burr tell that story sounds like it was more of a promoter issue and like a manager of it because it sounds like there was too much time between comedians and then it was like the the audience went bad right away. Right. And so yeah. he was like, it was already like five other comedians before that got shit on. So he was kind of like the next one to get shit on. That's oh, yeah. the worst. Hey, you're like funny. watching them all. Get roasted. <laughs> what, dude? I say, how funny would it be if uh, that was the joke that somebody decided to steal, like that bit, and they just went wherever they did it. They're like, the Eagles suck. <laughs> just, this you is, fucking one bridge town. Whatever you're doing. Is there any uh, comedians out now that you guys love that you guys kind of admire? Um, I'm not even asking Shannon because she doesn't know anything about the outside world. I'm trying to think. Shannon doesn't know, it's like has no pop culture reference at all. Well, that's not true. My favorite current comic is John Mulaney. Okay. Yeah. I just saw him in Indie filming. Dude, that Kid Big Gorgeous. Mouth show is really yeah. good. Yeah. I love that show. I have not binged like a cartoon in so long, and I was like, oh, fuck yeah. The Big Mouth was awesome. Anything John Mulaney touches is just. King is a big fan of the uh, adolescent sex. Mm hmm. Yeah, absolutely. The all the, the adolescent nudity is my, it's my jam. <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Anybody else? I was excited. Megan Gailey is from Indianapolis, which is where I started comedy. I'm like a transplant. I don't know if they claim me, but um, 
she was from the Indianapolis area, and then I think she's in LA now. But she just had her Comedy Central half hour debut, oh, which shit. is so funny. That. And then she like dropped in on an indie open mic or showcase. Yeah, she's amazing, and so she's like someone that I've been following a lot, like through, you know, like the first time she was on Conan, like all of Indianapolis like lost their shit, and they're when like, she oh. goes to the gym when she goes home <laughs> yeah. when she leaves the fight <laughs> to eat. So she's someone like that I've been watching, and I think people should know who she is. Cool. Is it important for a scene for someone to make it to someone to try to make it as and get more exposure at, a, at like a more national level? Yeah. 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 I, I I think it could be counterproductive because I feel like. It depends on how that person. The gets contrarian. Up. Well, I know. It, like, it can sure. be. It, and this is this goes to this goes to what Kyle's talking about. It's like if somebody makes Keegan, it, you're never gonna make it, dude. You're no, just out of out of spite. Well, listen, I think it's important for somebody just to stay here and do the same <laughs> shitty open mic every fucking week. That's not what I was that's saying. More important that's more important. Donut shop for twelve year olds. You know, I think that's misrepresenting. No, listen, it's super important. Keegan needs those players. That's fine. Every scene needs a guy. You keep doing the podcast, Kyle. I'll be over here. Have fun, man. Fuck yeah, I get to some mic now. <laughs> Let me get another sip of your water, man. Fuck off. Here, you can take this one. I'm not drinking it. No, I just want Keegan's. I'm interested <laughs> in this dynamic, actually. How long have you guys been performing together? Like, how long have you known each other? Shit, maybe a year. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah maybe a God year. God damn. Yeah, it might be a little longer than the that. The roast, yeah. I thought you like grew yeah. up together. A little more animosity than I thought that'd be a year. I thought you're looking at five. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, because no, we're, we're just, just scratching the surface. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Someone's fighting to the death in like two years. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, that's the plan. The way we look at it is that only one of us is going to make it because we're both white dudes with glasses. That's so fair. only one of us there is going to get one. big, and we have to we have to kill each other in order to. Got to hedge our bets on me is what yeah. we're doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm bigger than he is though, so I'll just. Yeah, <laughs> Not the comedy scene, that's for sure. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, any new material for Friday? Anything? Or is you, are you guys always working on material? Killer, I got a killer five minutes about trout that I was thinking about breaking <laughs> out for. Yeah, uh, about trout, like the fish. About the He's fish. He's the region's trout. premier trout comic. Yeah. <laughs> Not just the region, the Midwest. Thank you very much. That's Mr. Trout comic to you. Uh, <laughs> I hope you introduce him as that. Yeah, please do. Please do. Uh, but yeah, no, I... I I mean, I'm always working on new shit. I've, I've constantly got like a notebook full of ideas that I'm just like throwing out and seeing if they work. Oftentimes not, but we'll see. Cool. Yeah, one or two. One or two new jokes in there. Maybe. I've been doing, yeah. <laughs> I think I got five minutes. I'm doing five minutes. You got to come with some heat, you know? Yeah, yeah. Again, I, mean, I think my favorite joke from the last one was your spook joke. Mm-hmm. It's a good one, right? That's my, that killed yeah, me, dude. That killed me. Like, I've had to uh, clip its wings a couple times to be able to, I was going like, to say, isn't that the I've one that... I've had to killer. rework that joke a handful of times. Isn't that the one that turned that Genesis Convention Center against you? Was that um, joke? Or that's a know, good one to say in that crowd. I started <laughs> off with one about how uh, a guy grew up in Hobart, uh, the friendly city. It's known as a friendly city, and that's because we... Uh, <laughs> We're only friendly because we live next to Gary, the murder your neighbor for shoes city. <laughs> and then I retreated into more like bad, corny white people jokes for the rest of it. But I think that initial punch kind of threw a lot of people <laughs> on the wrong side of the fence, you know? <laughs> Bye. Yeah. That's the water, right? It's like, okay, so it's going to be one of those nights, and then I know what to do. And then they get all the shitty jokes, you know? If I like a crowd, then. You know, if a crowd, if I'm not having a great night and the crowd's not feeling it, and I realize that it's on me or whatever, I'm like, eh, it's just one of these nights. I gotta figure out how to work better, or whatever. But uh, 
I feel like I'm just getting boned by the crowd sometimes, and they don't want it. If they're pulling back on jokes about a kid dying or whatever, you know, if they're pulling back on earlier jokes, I know that they're not going to want to hear other jokes. So I'm like, oh, so that's going to be a problem later on. Might as well blow this motherfucker wide open, you know? <laughs> and a lot of times, you sometimes I could turn it around and get them back on my side by the end or whatever. And sometimes I'm just saying to everyone, people that don't want to hear it, and uh, it's perfect. And I can leave on that and be like, all right, that's me. Good night. I'm sure you feel it, right? You, oh, f- you yeah, feel yeah, the yeah, energy yeah, yeah, of the yeah, crowd, yeah. right? I'm starting to like it. Yeah. I'm starting to like the part of it. Nice. <laughs> You're starting to like that part of it from the way yeah. you act. You'd think that, that I don't was like your being on stage from the much. beginning. I don't like being on stage really. How much of a set is pre-planned, and how much of it is not like calling audibles at the line? Is it? I mean, do you kind of go in there with ten jokes, and you just, or do you try to like script them all out? Not at least in your head of where you're going to lead one to the other. I'm super scripted. Uh, mm-hmm. I I obsess over the joke writing all the time, so I, I try to keep it. I'll change like one or two little lines, but I'll know ahead of time going into it that I want to make those changes to see how they work. So it's very few uh, situations where I'm going off. off the, so you're guessing the, the demo of the bit. crowd right away, at least going into it, and then you're just trying to kind of say, okay, this is the kind of crowd I think is going to be there. I'm going to define this set by that. Um, or is it just more about your stuff? Not me personally, most people. I, I was going to say, I, I, used to do, <laughs> I used to do the very meticulously planned like, I want to do this joke into this joke into this joke. It got to the point where I was, like, thinking about it too hard. Yeah. And so then, like, when you would miss a beat, you're like, oh, shit. So then, wait, what? Now I got to move this joke there. I got to try and figure out that. So anymore, what I do is I'm just like, okay, I'll write down six or seven jokes that I know I want to hit that night. And then just go and do it. Like, I'll just be like, all right, here we go. Like, let's see. I know how a lot of these jokes go. I've done them all hundreds of times, like. Let's just see how how you know it's gonna go this uh, this time, uh, and then if I have like new shit that I'm trying to work in, I can play with it, figure out where it's gonna go. I like it that way, um, but I don't know. I could probably go back. I should, I should probably go back to scripting more. <laughs> probably. It's a creative choice, right? Like yeah. just now, trying to like do more like riffs and do more in the mm-hmm. moment stuff. But it that's took what a it's while. been for me. Because it like took just... someone being like, "Hey, you sound too scripted." Right. Right, right. Yeah. It's like just trying to be in the moment more. So yeah. like, without the script, you're just kind of like, all right, let's just see where the crowd takes me. Like if I do this joke, like he was saying, like if I do this joke and they like that, it means I can go and do more of that sort yeah. of material. Well, that's got to be the hard part, right? You've, you've done the joke multiple times, and then you've got to retell it like it's the first time you've ever told it. So there's a little form of acting into it. Yeah. And, and more of like pacing, right, and rhythm. Mm-hmm. And some crowds like react so differently. Like I used to have jokes about, and I don't know if it's like a regional thing, but like I used to do sets about being queer and indie and people loved them and people would be like cheersing. And then I did those <laughs> jokes and I felt everyone's assholes clench last night. I did a joke about being gay and the room just like went silent. And I was like, oh, yeah. Just see how tight they mm. clench when I do jokes about being gay. <laughs> All the fellas in the crowd are clenching the suit, their cheeks. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> So it's just like, oh my god, like this joke worked before. Why isn't it working right now? Like, yeah, that's frustrating. Yeah. It's, sometimes it is too. Like people tell you, like, especially people that have seen you a bunch and they know that's what it is. The people like Keegan, if Keegan sees me, he knows some of my jokes. I got a couple jokes I've been doing for two years now. Yeah. Just because they're consistent. Sure. And they're, but then they all of a sudden they go through periods where they're not as consistent. And it's because you're phoning it in, even if you're like what? not realizing it. Yeah. 
you've just done it so many times that you're not really saying it. And then, like, you'll come up with a joke, and, like, right off the bat, it'll be like, all of a sudden, you're killing with that joke. And then, as time goes on, it just, I mean, you got to keep the, making it better or whatever, but as you know the joke, and it, like, takes a second place to, like, another joke mm-hmm. or something, you're just not telling it with the same, like, natural enthusiasm for it. Because when you're on stage, you're like, I'm going to fuck him up with this one <laughs> later we'll on. <laughs> and when you know that uh, this one's going to get, like, a little laugh and this one will get a decent laugh, you know, it kind of takes a little bit of the joy out of it. And I think people pick up on that subconsciously. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. That you're, like, yeah. tired of telling it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got a and couple you can jokes see it on that right now where I'm like, what am I going to do with this thing? Because I feel like I'm just un- uninspired by the joke doing it, like, doing that joke anymore. Damn the concept it. of, like, killing your darlings. Right, it you is. You have to kill the, like... I always, like, want to say that, like, my... Because someone in India, when I was, like, learning how to write, was, like, your funniest joke each set should be your least funny joke in the next set. Right, So, right. like, you should always be trying to, like, like you know, your closer or whatever should be the worst joke it's you It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Right? On yourself. Yeah. And that probably goes into the psyche of the why people do comedy anyway, right? Yeah. It's yeah. Probably, probably the personality, I'm sure. Pants Just shitters. <laughs> guys with <laughs> little dicks. Just shitting my pants on stage. Right, High school all, homecoming Kyle, kings, first, you know. First of all, Kyle. First of all, Kyle. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> Dude, it's all right to have a little dick. Yeah, I mean, no, it's it part is, of the, the motion in the ocean. But it's like he doesn't know that. <laughs> like, oh. Prove it. Yeah, right. <laughs> on an audio podcast. You're going to hear like a slight pink pin drop. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to add before uh, we wrap this up? Anything uh, that's because I mean this has kind of been more of an introspection on comedy. Is there anything <laughs> you guys really want to talk about outside of that? Uh, I do a podcast called Keegan and Friends Podcast. Okay, uh, that's fun. Yeah, you can find me on iTunes anywhere that podcasts are found. Uh, I also host uh, like I will be hosting a quarterly roast battle. Uh, that we're going to be starting in Northwest Indiana. So our first show will be March 23rd. You can find more information on it as I post it. If you follow me, at Keegan Damron on Instagram or uh, Facebook. That's like 17 plugs. I yeah, think I know. They turned it off after Just three. Just Google the guy. <laughs> <laughs> but this roast Go to the 15th page. <laughs> Click the link see, for his podcast. Oh, everybody. Oh, it's easy to do. You are like a punching bag, dude. Know, it dude. really is easy. It's been so bad. It's been so bad. Like, Comedy has we been went on a road worst. trip for a weekend. We went to Fort Wayne, and it was just brutal. And I, I got way too drunk and threw. I didn't get way too drunk. I just started taking Zoloft and drank for the first time on it. It was awesome. And we were in the sun Everybody all day. I threw up a bunch. And Everybody I was a fucking hated it. I was in full on fuck. I was so mean to Keegan the whole time. <laughs> oh no, it was Every, great. Everybody we were around was like, "Is that guy always that big of an asshole?" And I was like, "Yes, yes, he is." <laughs> Never book him again. Everybody thought I was so nice, <laughs> and I wasn't being very nice. Like I was totally doing talking oh. as much shit as he was, but he was just doing it so pointedly that everybody was like, "I like Keegan." You know what's a lot. funny is I've uh, I've gotten booked back there three times since, and I haven't seen Keegan out there at That's all. Bullshit. Oh, <laughs> no. That's bullshit. I got you booked on one of those shows, so go fuck yourself. <laughs> so Keegan, are you done reading your book off of yeah, the tag? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. I guess so. I'm going to go hang myself after this. Thank you guys. Okay, Francis Norris. I'll be uh, hosting Keegan's, uh, what's that called? A roast, roast battle? battle? Yeah, I'll be ho- uh, not hosting. I'm not hosting that. You're going to be judging. Uh, judging. I'm judging. Yeah, cool. yeah. How many judges are there? Uh, it'll be the two of us. And then uh, we do, it'll be the two judges, and it'll be a different judge every time we do a show. And then the crowd is basically the third judge. So we'll go to the crowd for applause for that third, like, decision. Awesome. <laughs> what do they know? Right. <laughs> right. Well, ours will have more weight than the crowd. <laughs> um, 
I run a comedy show out here. It's called a better comedy show. It's in Portage, Indiana, every month at a place really? called Shenanigans. Yeah. Okay. You can come uh, check that out. We bring comics from like Chicago or just bigger markets, uh, and a lot of like our features and other openers are club comics from Chicago. That's cool. And other places. So is uh, that like a quarterly thing, a monthly? Uh, we thing? do it every month over there. Oh, I think we've done seven or eight now. They've been good. Nice. What have you it's learned after doing up. like eight? Because we're on two. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that people out here, a lot of times, the people that are going to come, this is the first time really going to like a comedy show. So they don't really know how to act at first. <laughs> I think it usually takes them a couple comics and some drinks to really kind of like get in the flow of it and loosen up. A lot of people up here just kind of like uptight. People about do stuff. They don't really. The crowd. <laughs> they, people real. don't even understand what it is. People yeah. like you know, like oh, you're not gonna make fun of me, are you? And it's like I'm not talking about you, lady. <laughs> I'm not gonna take time out of my five minutes right. to talk about some broad, <laughs> yeah, some guy's wife. Right. Well, that's how. It's <laughs> you know? always, isn't it always like that too? They like you'll, you'll, you'll try whenever you throw a show. You'll be like, oh no, come sit up front, yeah. and then they're like, I don't want to get the comedian yeah. to make fun of me. And it's oh, like, we kind of fucked that up. Time you called somebody an asshole in middle school. No, that's just a story that's funny to you, right. Rick. Yeah. <laughs> because you were there, and I was twelve or whatever. Like that's nobody else here gives a fuck. We kind of fucked up. We put our VIPs in the front. But isn't that how <laughs> most of them are? I. When I was in, when I, I went to a show in New York, and it was like we had the VIP seats, and like it was instantly it was me and another guy. So, walking into it, I'm like, shit, it's gonna be just gay joke city, and they, and, and they did, they never, nobody even touched it. Oh yeah. Yeah, out of like the eight comedians that were there that night, no one even touched it. I said, of course not. Was the guy not make out with you or what? (laughs) (laughs) Was the guy not feeling you? Someone else said that like, no, you must have looked really gay. That's why they didn't really hit on you. It's just like okay, like. (laughs) Nobody be surprised about that guy. Yeah. But I think that is one of the things, the five minutes, how many are you going to really open up to the crowd? You probably want to work on your material, right? Mm-hmm. So to take down a little bit of the anxiety of people who are sitting in the front row, I think there's 16. So. 16 people? 16 people yeah. in the front row. I have 10 comics on the show. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about just doing uh, the aristocrats for five minutes. That's what I, yeah. I <laughs> is that not what you were going <laughs> to? Was, I was thinking about it. Well, I was looking forward to the trout material, so don't go too okay, crazy off right, that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Shan Pong. Yeah. Where can people find you? Ooh, um, at local two one nine. Um, yeah, I'll be hosting on Friday night. So if you have a ticket, we'll see you there. Um, they can find me on Instagram, Twitter, as at Shanston. Um, You're a big Twitter person. You're keeping it alive. Big Twitter really. person. Yeah. She's like I, the just only me person still to tweeting. Myself on Twitter. Eventually, eventually she'll be the number one person on Twitter. Right. It's me. Just out of attrition. There's one really popular person on MySpace right now. It's also me. I feel bad taking it, but my spot, Josh, do you want to you yell it out? No, it's good. You got it. You can find us on uh, Local 209 across all platforms, Local underscore 209 on Twitter that we don't really use. And uh, other than that, uh, have a great week. And come to Laugh Local Friday. Actually, you can't because it's sold out. We're, hey. we're, we're past capacity at this point, so I think there might be a fire code situation at this at this rate. Oh. Nice. But, uh, yeah. Nice. I love fire codes. They're fun, aren't they? Yeah, I'm a really... They're real sticklers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, if you did not get into this show, come to the next one. Yes. And uh, I think we'll be launching the next date, right? There, yeah. we, do we do we settle on that date of the next one? Yeah, I think we're gonna announce it at the next one, and just get your tickets early. Be on the lookout. Cool. And buy tickets to my show too. Do it. <laughs> do it. How much are they? Hit them. They're ten dollars. It's uh, November thirtieth at Shenanigans and Portage. We have Brandon Hot Sauce Glover mm. from uh, 
Any relation TV to Donald? Shows. Yes. Childish Gambino. Best friend, brother. Hope you at the show too. Come check it out. Yeah. Portage, Indiana. <laughs> yep. He Friday, actually, November 30th. He rolls through D's every now and again. So if uh, yeah, he's like you guys a... ever come out to an open mic, you might catch some good I'd love names. to. The open mics, are they on Wednesday? Mm-hmm. 8.30 cool. on Wednesdays. Well, 9 o'clock on Wednesday. November 30th. <laughs> $10 November tickets. 30th. Where can they buy them? Uh, abettercomedyshow.eventbrite.com or you can follow us on Facebook, A Better Comedy Show. Or uh, you can follow me on Facebook, K. Francis Norris. That's Back to ending the show. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I trailed off. I forgot to do all that part. Earlier. That's a good spot, plugs. though. You need to let him know. You know well, was, Keegan, really Keegan's we were like, needs to yeah, share the spotlight on him. You know? I was really hoping we were going to skip him. I was like, <laughs> yes, yes. Well, thanks for coming on, guys. Really appreciate it. Looking forward to the Thank show on Friday. And uh, other than that, have a good week, and we'll talk to you soon.